In John's Gospel, the story of Jesus and Pilate presents two different ways of exercising power, through force or with love. Today's Gospel comes from John, the 18th chapter. Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him again, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of our Lord. As you've probably noticed from the readings and so on, today is the feast day known as Christ the King Sunday. It's a relatively new feast day. It was first instituted by Pope Pius XI back in 1925 to combat growing concerns about secularization and nationalism, especially throughout Europe. The placement of the day moved about the church calendar some before it was finally settled as the final Sunday of the church year back in 1969. So again, pretty new. Many congregations or other worship communities feeling some opposition to the connotation of the word king will call this Sunday reign of Christ or cosmic Christ, thereby eliminating the particular title, especially in governments where um, there are no royal titles, and, emphasize, and thereby emphasizing the universality or the cosmicness of Jesus' rule. Our portion from John today, in a way, speaks to some of, some of this, this king, reign, and so on. In verse 33, when Pilate uses king of the Jews, it is a political title. The local king, installed by the occupying Roman government, was Herod Antipas. As the local king in Judea over Israel, Herod was, by political title, king of the Jews. Pilate was his governor. His job was to keep the people in line. So Pilate's question, are you the king of the Jews, is a question of political intent. In essence, Pilate is asking, are you, Jesus, here to challenge Herod for the throne, for the rule over the Judean people? Are you a political problem? But for John's writer, you see in the response of Jesus, Jesus' kingship is a theological category, redefining the world's understanding of power. Jesus' power comes from God, not from military might or human institutions. Jesus' power is a testimony to truth, which Pilate questions what is truth in the verse following today's portion. What we read today is only a small piece of a larger scene, a larger act of the drama that unfolds at the end of Jesus's life. This is the trial, trial, quote unquote, before execution. But my new personal favorite way of referring to this Sunday's feast 
comes from ELCA pastor and public theologian Nadia Bowles-Weber, who this past Wednesday tweeted this. Pope Pius XI established Christ the King Sunday in 1925 to counter what he regarded as the destructive forces of fascism and the totalitarian claims of Nazi ideologies. I know I am four days early, but happy Antifa Sunday, everyone. Happy Antifa Sunday, y'all. That reframe, renaming has helped me in thinking about and writing today's sermon. I've always disliked felt an off kind of taste in my mouth, calling this Christ the King. I cringe at King Jesus, Jesus as King imagery. It makes me think of the ancient Israelites telling God they wanted a king, God telling them, nope, and them insisting against God until God, like a parent who has been nagged beyond all patience, relents. Okay, fine, have a king. It's going to end badly. Obviously, God was right. By the time the people have gotten to the first century and we get John's account of Jesus and Pilate talking about kingship, the people have been through a lot of kings. Kings who were anointed when they were good people, humble and of service, but then who abused the power that they got from the throne. Like the great King David, from whom Jesus is descended, as we will soon be reading about in Luke. But calling today Antifa Sunday, recognizing the theological power of Jesus over the political powers of the world throughout all of time, that I can connect with, find hope in, especially after some of the events of this week and of this year. Our local, national, global politics have given us much to despair. What is truth? In times and places of, I'm entitled to my opinion regardless of facts. When one can create a dangerous situation and then claim self-defense to avoid accountability for the harming actions that they've caused. What is truth when we revolt against hearing the historical perspectives of survivors because it might make us feel bad about our victorious ancestors and the places of privilege that we now occupy. I can't stomach pictures of Jesus wearing a crown. It's antithetical to the gospel images we have of him hanging out with the least of society, of him speaking truth to powerful people and institutions, of him paying, praying to God the Creator, our Creator and Holy Parent caring for us in all things. But I can picture Antifa Jesus with us and beside us in halls of earthly power demanding justice, justice which is love in action for all of God's people, all of God's creation, holding us accountable to people and systems who would do us wrong, holding accountable people and systems who would do us wrong. I can join Jesus calling for a realignment of our priorities moving us from being centered on ourselves to being centered on God who is present in every person and thus has us thinking of our communal needs, changing our broken and malformed systems into systems of care, compassion, and righteous accountability. I can hear Jesus telling Pilate, I am no king as you understand a king. 
I am truth in the flesh, here to topple your greed and realize my realm on earth as in heaven. Happy Antifa Sunday indeed. And thanks be to God, the one who has created us and calls us into the ongoing work of creation in mercy, love, justice, and humility. And now in closing, as this is my last Sunday as your interim pastor and your pulpit supply, two weeks from now on the second Sunday of Advent, I will begin a new pastoral call. It's a happy new beginning for me. In seven weeks, you will be gathered for one final worship service as the people of Grace Lutheran in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. I expect for many, if not all of you, it will be a sad ending. For all of you though, you are experiencing an emotional paradox. You are both dying, going through those stages of leaving and letting go of this life, and you are grieving, working the tasks of being left behind and finding that enduring connection to what is no more. Just two weeks ago, we read about Lazarus's death and resurrection. We read how Jesus knew it was coming, how he knew what he would happen, what he would do, and how he grieved just the same. All around us, from the changing of the seasons outside to the changing of the seasons inside the church, we see endings and death. We also see that death is not the end, but a new beginning and we live as God's resurrected people. Off the cross, though we remember the trauma, and out of the tomb, though we remember the grief. Living anew, full of hope, trusting in the power of God. As we go from this place, at our different times and for our different reasons, we look to Jesus the Christ, who reigns as our truth, with our creator, and our passion for living, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>